Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey, Kate. Yeah, hey, Kate. Yes? Hey, Kate. What? I have a fact for you. A real fact? It's a real fact. Mm-hmm. It's a real weird fact. You want to hear a real weird fact? Okay. It involves philosophy. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so you know Plato. Yes. Right, because we watch The Good Place and his name comes up occasionally. Sometimes. Sometimes. So Plato, that's actually wasn't his real name. Wasn't it's... that his last name? No, no. You know what it was? What? It was his wrestling name. What? I am not kidding you. His real name was Aristocles, but his wrestling name was Plato, and that's what everybody called him, which makes sense when you think about it, because what sounds more badass than, don't call me Aristocles, call me Plato. Hmm. Plato sounds like a wrestler, does it not? Um... And in this ring, on this side, Plato! good like two syllables it's two syllables it's got that hard t yes like, exactly yeah. exactly yeah. that's what i'm talking about then yeah, okay. plato comes out and he's all oiled up yeah yeah i could see it exactly that's what i'm talking about so um this is a podcast about talking about philosophy uh wrestling champions right no 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 you sure i'm pretty sure i just but why did i mention that then i have no idea oh because our book is gonna be about philosopher wrestlers uh probably not how many children's books are there about wrestlers that are philosophers very few there are some mexican wrestlers but not many philosophizing hmm. wrestlatores i'm making words up now yes you point. are yeah that's a yeah. thing well what is this podcast about then um children's picture books get out of town i think so huh right? and and who are you i'm kate oh i must be betsy then Yes. Oh, and then we must take these picture books, determine if they're good or not. Sometimes. Yeah. And or if they're bad. Sometimes we don't even determine. We're like, it's like a toe over the line, mm-hmm. or it's really close. And these or... are classics that we're looking at, right? Most of the time. Most well, of the time. I I don't know about ninety eight percent of them. Really? So... Because they are. It's far. Well, or at least they are considered in America. Because I have to make that. I have to make that justification. Uh, they're widely considered in America to be classics. I will take your word for it. Sure. Name recognition. That's what we're talking about here. Yes. Name recognition. Yeah. Amongst some. A couple. A couple. A few. Many. People with kids. Or librarians, uh, who work with children's books, or booksellers that work with children's books. Or Or teachers. Or or authors. Or agents. Or uh, editors. Or... Okay, a lot of people then. Yeah, I guess. Everyone yeah. but me. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're not, you're, you're none of those things yet. So there I you go. None of those things. Notice I put a yet in there. That's... I won't say which one you might someday be. That's creepy. Yeah. It's the ghost of the future. <laughs> so today's book is a little peculiar. Um, we've done the author illustrator once before. 
And uh, there was another book that I was going to do instead, but I decided that when it came to, to talking fodder, that this book would be a better fit. It is well known, though its sequel is not. I'm going to... I'm Wait, gonna... is this the sequel or the No, this original? is the first. This is the original. Okay. So I'm going to pull it out. A little drum roll, please. Here we go. Here we go. Boo -da -boo -da -boo -da. Dr. DeSoto? Bye. That's the name of the book? Dr. DeSoto, yes. Oh. William Steig? Yes! William Steig, who wrote, uh, as you may recall, Sylvester and the Magic Pebble. Oh. About the donkey that had the pebble. Yeah, okay. I kind of recognize the illustration. Yeah, so. he's got sort of a similar style there. He's, uh... The book is called Dr. DeSoto? The book is called Dr. DeSoto. It's oh, it's, even, we're already off to a fine it's start. It's not even DR, period. It no, is. and let me tell you, when I was searching for this in my library catalog today, I couldn't find it at first, because not because of the doctor. I did that part right. I was didn't, it DeSoto, I comma, made it one, doctor? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I, uh, PhD. I made DeSoto one word. Wouldn't and this it be threw DDS? It it's DDS. Right, because he's a dentist, right? <gasps> that may be on purpose. Because he was because it's the initials of DDS for dentist. Oh. He's a dentist. He's not actually a. Oh, it's clever now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he's got a little dentist chair there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his little little spit cup. Is that a flame? Yeah. Apparently, there's something on fire. What? So why don't you just read wait, this wait, book? Wait, wait, <laughs> I don't know. Why is there something on fire on okay, the cover? Okay, so I've never noticed that before, and I have no idea. Oh, there may be a reason though, because of what happens in the book. There, okay, there might be a reason. Well, for that, if but... kids weren't afraid of dentists before, <laughs> just you wait. Dr. DeSoto's got fire. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to say that. I don't know if this would You know what this looks like? It looks like uh, like the gas, uh, like the old pumps when you go Oh, there. yeah. It's the old gas station Well, that's pumps. probably where they, act, you know, when they gas people in the dentist chair. That's it's probably where the, it comes from, yeah. The gas station pump, yeah. Yeah, maybe not that kind of gas. <laughs> you, you would kill people with that. Well, that would that would be. It's also got fire right next to it, so <laughs> <laughs> we can't all be perfect. By the end of the book, to say. there's an explosion. I can't yeah. wait. Whee! Enjoy. While Kate does her read, let's get a little background information from the uh, 100 book best books for children by Anita Sylvie. She gave a little information about Sig in this uh, and the beginnings of this book. She wrote, "Quote." His children's book career didn't begin until he was 60, when his fellow New Yorker artist, Robert Krauss, asked him for a submission for windmill books. Many fine books later, Stein got the idea of this book by asking himself, what if you were a mouse dentist and a fox came to you as a patient? And we're back! Hello! Hello! What's up? Uh, I don't know. What's up with you? So I read a book. Did you? Yeah. What was, uh, what was it about? It was about mice. Mm-hmm. I like mice. Yep. I ever tell you that story about the, uh... I, I told you that story about the lady who came to the library saying mice were filthy creatures. And uh -huh. she dropped the books on the counter and uh -huh. expected the librarian to just light the whole stack on fire <laughs> right there. Right. Yeah. I'm sure this was, was in the pile. I was going to say, was I have this no one? doubt. I have no doubt this I was I don't know. If, since mice or mouse is not in the title, maybe she didn't know. Maybe she thought it was a rat. It could be a Maybe rat. she thought it was a vole. <laughs> it could be a vole wearing tiny glasses. And the, the loveliest, whitest uh, little dentist jacket there, yeah. Yes. The There's outfits, gotta be a name for that. I don't know The outfits are very cute in mm -hmm. this book. However, when you get, like, the very first page, mm. when it explains, like, he's a dentist and he 
you know, he has a chair for little animals his size, but he also cleans larger animals' teeth. Mm-hmm. They just sit on the floor. I'm looking, I'm like, why is his hygienist wearing a long dress with an apron? And then the, he it's, later says it's his wife. But I'm like, still, you're wearing a dress. Like, What's wrong with the dress? You don't, you're, if you're a dental hygienist, you don't wear a dress. But maybe, well, this book was made in 1982. Maybe you did it in 1982. Maybe, what, you're saying scrubs didn't exist in 1982? They don't wear scrubs to do your teeth, do they? Yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah. I never look at them, so. I've okay. the dentist, like, every four to six oh, weeks. Oh, that's true. So... This is true. This may be hitting a little close to home for you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, okay. I'm very familiar. All right. The whole Invisalign thing. I think the thing dress is... is fine, but all right. But yes, yeah, scrubs would be preferable. I agree. Scrubs just make more sense. Yeah. Like, you can walk to... around mm-hmm. easier. and you... I mean, this poor woman is, like, hoisting her husband. No, this is true. She she does not look to be much different in terms of weight, so they have a pulley system so that she can lift him off the ground with only her own weight, which, you know, seems to work fine. It's impressive. Yeah. Though They've thought this through. When when he's hovering over, I guess this is a donkey, mm-hmm. he's hovering over the donkey's mouth, like, you know, cleaning it out. Mm. At this point, I'm like, what's to stop any of these animals from eating their dentist? I mean, I suppose... But a donkey wouldn't eat a mouse, and, and a pig might. That first pig, yeah. pigs will eat anything, but I don't even see them then. The pigs aren't, but they I don't tend to chase mice and eat them. They're not cats. My, but the, so they have like a special room for the extra large animals. And I love that this special room has a dragon umbrella stand. Wait, what? Show look me at, this. Look at how awesome that is. That is rather beautiful. Where did they get it? Uh, how did they, they get it in their trip giant to Japan room? at some point? Because it's, uh, it's very lovely. It's I mean, how, how, it's you, it, it's three times their size. That's an excellent point. This is, where, how did they get any, I mean, they must have had movers. It's the only thing I can figure. They must have had delivered and. And so they have giant umbrella stands for their patients. See, this taps into some, okay, and by the way, that donkey is wearing those garters on the upper portions of his arms. Yeah. Which I adore. This is very Sylvester Magic Pebble. Oh, yeah. I was looking carefully. I was like, is there like a hidden Magic Pebble somewhere? Like, is there a little stone? You know, if I was better equipped, I would know whether this came out before or after Sylvester, and I don't actually know. They certainly came out similar times, but I don't know. I think this came out after, um, because this is 82, and I'm pretty sure Sylvester came out before 82, but I don't know for sure. As it like goes on, it, they it explains that they do have a sign that specifically says cats and other dangerous animals not accepted for treatment. I was like, okay, that makes more sense. Cover their bases. Yeah, except if there's ever a really strong wind or maybe an earthquake, <laughs> this hideous, gigantic, sh- very sharp tooth. It's they gonna, have a, uh, There's a lawsuit just waiting to happen. Yeah, they, they, they have... They are accessorizing their sign with a very... Uh, it could Scary. be a real tooth. It's I a, mean, considering their size, that could be the tooth of any... Mo- that's the molar of any animal. And yes, it's sharp, sharp, really weirdly extended roots <laughs> are like the sword of Damocles itself hanging over the heads of potential... Maybe that's why it's there. Maybe I mean, they can drop just, it on a, it's on a predator. It's just hanging by a string. Like, yeah. at any point. So I was on point with the Damocles reference there then. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm just oh boy. It it just I saw that and I was like, that is hideous and dangerous. That is you're absolutely right. That is a lawsuit waiting to happen. I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. But I love how so they look out of their window out next to the sign mentioning the dangerous animals and the scary tooth, mm-hmm. and they see this very well dressed fox. With a bandage around his jaw. Like Marley visiting Scrooge. Exactly. <laughs> who, who does that? Does that actually make your That's tooth a good question. Better? Because it seems to appear in a lot of literature. Like Marley had it. Is and it like... It's the idea of like the pressure. Like if you bind your mouth to your head, does that pressure help with the pain? Does it help with swelling? Maybe. I have no idea. Because you see it a lot. I mean, in these older books. No one does that now, though. Oh, no. You don't walk down the street. Like, you can see the people with, like, the masks over their face so that the germs don't get in or out. Right. But you never see someone... Like, what if you did? What if you were just, like, walking down the street and someone had, like, a big... And they were just walking down the street going, like, oh. (laughs) Ow. Now I kind of want to do it. I just want to. I want to put some cotton balls in my mouth. I want to put a bandage around my head and just see people's reactions, like... Is that, huh. is that real? What is, is she? What why is, does she have? What year is this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they look out the window, they see this box, and they say, sorry, we can't help you. Check out the sign. Mm-hmm. You're banned. Sure. And this box just starts weeping. Just, yeah. I'm in so much pain. Help me. And I love this wife. She's like, let's risk it. <laughs> What do we have to lose except our lives? Right. I love... Like, what's the benefit here? I guess it's just helping someone in pain, I You're guess. helping someone in pain. Yeah. You're getting money for it. Well, sure. He's very well-dressed, as we might have pointed but out. But it does state in the very beginning of the book that he is not at a loss for patience. Yeah. So it's not like he's, like, aching for money. No. He but just... apparently he had an opening because he's got he's not helping someone right now. Right. So I guess... I don't know. I just love this wife. She's like... Let's risk it. <laughs> Let's do it. I, I now have to read her voice like exactly like that from now on. This is what creeps me out the most, though, uh-huh. in this entire book. It's not the dangling tooth from the sign. <laughs> it's not the fact that this fox... The open flame on the on The, the open flame. Yeah. The fox might eat these mice. It's the very... And they show this twice in the book. They show these teeth. You know when you're at the dentist's office. Oh yeah, the molars. And they have the they fake. Yeah. They have the fake teeth to yeah. show you how to brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. So they have these fake teeth on like it looks like dresser drawers. Yes. And they also have cabinets. it very like before yeah. the tile page. What kind of teeth? I'm assuming those are, are mouse, right? Those are mouse teeth because they're about the size of what his teeth would be. But he I has mean, so many different kinds of patients. Wouldn't you think he needs, like, yeah. so many different kinds of fake teeth No, that's a good question, but, you know, how different are teeth? I mean, but they're pretty different. It's, I have it's no weird. idea. They're, like, really long in the front and yeah. really long in the, what do you call? Yeah, I guess they're not the mouse teeth. The fangs are they really were, long, too. Yeah, the uh, the incisors. Sure, I call them fangs. Okey-dokey. So there's those are really yep. long, mm-hmm. and the front two teeth are really long. Well, the front two teeth, that makes sense. And then, the then bottom they are, teeth. Then they are rodentia, rodent teeth. Rodent. That's what I'm, Did you I'm say rodentia? I was going to say rodentia, and then I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not the correct usage of that term. <laughs> I love Let it go. Technical. She won't notice. Yeah. Oh, she noticed. Yeah. Give it up. Yeah. Anyway, so they decide to help this fox, right? right. So he takes off his good, bandage. Decent people. They can see this like rotten tooth. Yeah, and it's boy, it's far gone. He let that thing go. Yeah, 
and they decide to um, help this fox. So they give mm-hmm. him some gas. Mm-hmm. They prop open his mouth with like good move that with like I don't know a stick. Yep. And then I think this is the very first children's book you've shown me that has blood in it. I feel like there was one other. Unless the Berenstain Bears, there was blood when there was punching. No, no, there was no blood in the Berenstain Bears in the Bully Book. I'm pretty sure that was what was so weird about it because there was a lot of, there was a bat to the nose, but I think just a handkerchief was put there and there was no. I can't remember any blood. books where you showed I me blood. I feel like there's been one in, but not like this, not like dripping. It there is from like a bicuspid. Yeah. He so they have this extraction thing that. Like pulls out the tooth that has blood dripping from it. I like it. to think when it when it gets pulled out, it makes a sucking sound. Well, it sound. does like, say like, it says finally oh, with a sucking sound. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it uh, the tooth pops out and just hangs swaying in the air. I just find it kind of blood satisfying. Yeah, okay, everywhere. Yeah, well, and no, where the blood is going, if you look at where the blood is going to hit, it's going to hit on his fine clothes. Well, it's going to hit on, you know how, like, dentists give you that Oh, you cloth. think it's going to get on that little nap, it's, that the, little yeah, bib? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it doesn't get on his clothes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, so the fox walks away, but he has to come back the next day to yeah. get his tooth. Follow-up appointment. Makes sense. Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Dr. DeSoto are... Dr. and Mrs. DeSoto. That's sure. the proper term, right? She could well be a doctor herself. We well, they know. say Mrs. DeSoto. Yeah, so I'm assuming she's not. Yeah, I guess that's true. And uh, so the, they make this tooth. They're trying to think, well, what happens if the fox tries to eat us tomorrow? And they come up with this plan. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I don't know what... And they're making a gold tooth. For well, this fox. that, but remember, gold's pretty, well, yeah, the whole thing. This yeah. is an entirely... Which seems like a bad idea, because isn't gold soft? Yes. And why would you make teeth out of it? I don't know. I mean, I know pirates have Does it. Does the is he fox a know he's paying for a That's solid an excellent gold point. That, I mean, they knocked him out pretty cool. Like, maybe during when he was knocked out, they were like, so, uh, can we interest you in a high-grade quality gold tooth? They're oh, all the rage. Was that blink meaning a yes? Great. Great. We, we're just going to put that on your charge account. Thank you very tomorrow. much. Please don't eat me. Have a great day. So the fox comes back the very next day. The fox <laughs> came back and he wouldn't go away. And uh, and they're like, they great. he was a goner. Oh. They pop open his mouth. He the dentist, he's, in a, he's in a good mood, too. He is because yeah. he's not in pain anymore. Exactly. It's amazing how that works. And yeah. he opens up his mouth. The doctor gets in his mouth. And then the fox snaps his teeth like, he snaps his mouth closed. With the doctor inside. And that's the end of the book. Oh, boy. The end. The dark, the dark <laughs> picture book. That's, uh... And the wife was a widow. Yeah. She had to carry the business by herself. Well, that's okay, because I'm not... I'm half convinced she's a doctor herself. So it should be... <laughs> no, that's not the end of the book. Oh, Go back in the book. Right. Go back in the book. No, he... So the fox opens his... He does his, close his mouth, though. He snaps it shut for a moment, uh-huh. then opens it wide and laughs. Just a joke. He chortled, and I'm mm-hmm. like... I like a fox with a sense of humor. <laughs> I like this guy. Well, especially because he does intend to eat the dude, so he's like, yeah, yeah, but he's playing with his food. He's like a cat. Yeah. Aww. But I like him. I just like how he has a sense oh, of humor. Oh, he's jaunty. That's, yeah. I think that would be the word I would use best jaunty. to describe him. He's a jaunty fox. Sly. He's very sly. He's also very sly. Yes. And, uh, and so they put the gold tooth in him, and they say, we're not finished. Mm-hmm. We have a jug of some... 
Miracle substance. Yeah, pretty this is much. snake oil. Like, with, we have a jug of snake oil. Yeah. yeah, and with one application, you'll be rid of toothaches forever. Now, it's never clear to me if this is actually true. <laughs> is, is it possible that he will never have a toothache again? That this actually will do the job? No. You think you think not no, at all? I yeah. think this is like some sort of cement that they are putting on his teeth. It's not permanent, right? So I, it's like a. So what is it that would that could? So they put the solution on. He has to close his jaw like and he keep to, his teeth together tight. Yeah. yeah. So he's like clenching his yeah. mouth, and then they say, "Oh, and you won't be able to open your mouth for one to two days." So what? Which is a bad deal because what if he didn't have breakfast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. They're there's starving a couple, there's him a couple, there's a couple for problems. two days. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that fox, in two days, he's going to be starving. He's going to be angry. Yeah. And he's going to bust open that door. I don't know. I, we never see the mechanics of how people get up and down, but he seems Yeah, we do. Pretty. Oh, we do? Yeah. On the very last page, oh. there are these stairs. Oh, there's stairs. mouse stairs, and then there's bigger But the door must stairs. be locked or something. I mean, they remember, they debate whether or not to even let him in. Oh, please. So. You think a fox can't knock open a... Well, maybe, but he's a civilized fox. He is civilized. I think he's a fox who, who appreciates being outwitted. But... It does mean, however, he's not going to eat for two days. He's not going to eat for two days. His mouth is now glued shut. Mm-hmm. And now he has to go home. And they have outfoxed the fox. And they kissed each other and took the rest of the day off. I do love that ending. I'm a big fan of taking the rest of the day off. But here's the thing, like, so he the fox does wrestle with the challenge of should I eat these people that are is it ungrateful to eat someone who is helping you? Right. To be fair, he would have gotten a free gold tooth out of it. Yeah, though it it in even if they they didn't use the cement, I bet mm-hmm. it would take some time to let that kind of settle, you know. Maybe, but he seemed pretty determined at least to four eat four hours that day. before he can eat his next meal. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't know. I, I they were pretty sure he was going to eat them there and then. Yeah, and and he was. Yeah, but so he, but he did wrestle with the idea originally. Like you yeah. know, he did have that qualm. Yeah, no, it's true. And I think I would have liked the book better if the fox had chosen not to eat them to show them not all foxes are bad. Because the last fox book you showed me was also a killer fox. Which fox was that? Oh, oh the fox, fox went out on the chili. Yeah, that one. To be fair, that's what foxes do. But they eat smaller creatures. But is there a book that shows a good fox? Oh, yes. But is it a, cla- a classic Oh, gentle readers, if you can think of a classic fox book. See, I'm thinking a bunch of fox books, but in each case, they're trying to eat an animal. See? Yeah. Isn't there like a fox Oh, no, there's a... plenty of fun fox books. There's a very sweet one that I can think of that came out two years ago, but um, but they're not classics. Recent fox books, though, I will assure you, have been very sweet. Are they all vegetarians? Uh, No. <laughs> Not even slightly, but they don't eat at all usually, so you just don't know what they eat. Maybe it's grain. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Maybe it's ice cream. We don't know. We don't know. This book for me actually kind of gets to the root of the problems with this kind of book. So a lot of books come out where the animals are basically people. Yep. But just in animal form. Right. It's the only way you can tell a story where it's all about adults because mm-hmm. otherwise this would be a book about well, a dentist. Yeah, I was like, what if a kid is scared to go to the dentist and then... I he... think this is a very comforting dentist except for the whole blood dripping off the tooth part. Right. 
That's a little... And but you're not a fox kid, And so you're going to okay. be gassed. And they might have an open flame right next to you while you're put under. For... To be fair, no one would notice that but you. But yes. And also, on the very first page, on the cover page, he's working with one hand. Oh, wow. Look at... He's so good, he can do it all just one Is he just, like, hold, is his other hand on, like, the back of this On, on the, the back chair of the chair. To study, him, yeah. to study himself? I okay, do not well, trust he's got, the dentist. I don't know. This guy's pro. If he can do that. I actually trust him more. Also, I'm super admiring the three-piece suit of the mouse in the chair. Because that's some slick I don't know strike. if that's a three-piece suit. I think it's just a jacket and pants. Oh, okay. I don't see it. You're right. Either. That's not a vest. Okay. Yeah. I still liked it. I still think it's a <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, but this is the problem, because if these books rely on, on the idea that at any time you can have a conversation with another creature and then potentially eat it, which I always find very odd. It, it's an internal logic that makes sense in their world, but how would that operate in this world? I'm like, if, if he can't even walk down the street without the threat of being eaten at any moment, it, it just seems strange. Well, it's like if you are living on... A bad side of town, maybe you can't walk outside without the threat of being shot or being maybe. in a gang fight or being it's in it's different violence or eating, right? Can, I mean, borders on cannibalism, it's, it's but it's all about it's, death, though. I mean, well, you're afraid sure, to die. I think it's the eating that's disturbing me more. Okay, it's the actual physical act of being consumed. <laughs> okay, yeah, don't worry, right, Betsy. Well, no, no one's gonna eat you. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not convinced at all of that. Did you notice a little uh, shiny metal on that cover there? Yeah. Do you know what it was? An honor. Of? Illustrations. No. What? Take a look at that thing. Writing? Is that a Caldecott? No, no my friend. That's a Newberry I honor. I was going to say good, because I don't think the no. illustrations were all well, that he's amazing. William Stike. He does pretty much the same illustrations every single time he does a book. But no, that is a uh, that is a very rare picture book with a Newberry honor on it. Uh, one of the relatively few out there. It well, was I also... will say there were some nice uh, technical words yes. in there. Yes, I mean they you know they didn't, they didn't just say tooth. No, you're not just a rotted tooth. But they did said they well, use my favorite the bicuspid. Yeah, I love bicuspid. Yep, I don't even know what it is. I just know it's tooth related, <laughs> and it sounds good when I say it. And that's why I got a medal. Exactly, because somebody on that committee was just as crazy about bike <laughs> as I am. Maybe their dad was a dentist. Could, or their mom was a Could dentist. well have been. Um, though, it, that is not the only honor it got. Uh, the book got a 1982 New York Times Book Review Notable Children's Book of the Year and Outstanding Book of the Year. And it was the 1983 Boston Globe Hornbook Award Honor Book for picture books. So it got all sorts of honors and such for you, just a little you know in the second grade i wanted to be a dentist i did not know that why did you want to be a dentist i have always been fascinated with teeth really yeah that's the first thing i notice on someone oh. if i meet you i'm gonna be looking at your mouth get out of town <laughs> yeah i got a gap in my front teeth. i know I've, I've seen it it's for family years it's a family trait you know not for me. No, not you. No. You didn't get it. I got rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I like it. I can't spit water through it or whistle through it, though, so it does mean no good. <laughs> so this book came in at number 57 on the top 100 picture books poll. So right in the middle middle. All right. Yeah. It seems a little high. Um, yeah. It's very beloved. People like it a lot. Oh, <laughs> however, you know what's not beloved? What? The sequel. 
Now, I haven't read this sequel. Does the fox come back and eat them? Not even slightly. Well, because then I why w- even write a sequel? Well, because here's where it gets weird. The sequel is called Dr. DeSoto Goes to Africa. Now, generally speaking, it's not a good idea for a picture book to be set in Africa if the picture book was written in the past. And uh, I don't know anything. I can give you the plot. You want the plot? No. It involves a, <laughs> a, re- a rhesus monkey. Uh-huh. Uh, who bears a grudge. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm good. He gets kidnapped. No. Okay. No, you kind of, with the whole, like, uh, Curious George, that's kind of yeah. ruined yeah. animals in Africa. Yeah. Oh, and Babar, too. Was, oh, yeah. Uh, like I say, they don't tend to do so well out there. And I haven't read this book, but just from the descriptions, also the fact that uh, SLJ... Did not like it in the review. I have to assume it is not worth yeah. exploring too uh, too closely here. Uh, apparently, there was a 1984 animated short that was nominated for an Academy Award huh. of this. Now, I don't know if that animated short was the same as the Weston Woods animated version. I'm going to try to find it and put it in the show notes if it exists on I'm, YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Everything's on May. YouTube. <laughs> Oh, so not true. But maybe, maybe it could be. Who knows? I will, I will look and try to find. So ratings time. Yeah, you know. I'm a four point five. You're a four point five. Yeah. Wow. Like I'm, I'm indifferent, but I, I'm so meh about it that I can't even give it a five. Aww. I'm a four point five. I'm fond of it, but it's definitely not in my top fifty, I have to admit. And if it's if it probably would be fifty. If I had to name my top fifty, it'd probably come at number fifty, which means I'm gonna make it a five. So That's it's not a classic. It's not a classic. That's a four point seven five oh. is a toe under the line. Under the line. Wah, wah. One toe you know, under the line, sweet. I'm okay with that because we've done way too many classics that yeah. I'm. I'm glad we're kind of getting back to like, saying you know what, you're not, you're not the best of the best. Okay, yeah. I mean, I I prefer other books of his to this one. I do like this one. I do think it does a good job. Um, telling its pretty classic story about a mouse outwitting a predator, which we've seen a million times. But if you're at a baby years. shower, you're not gonna give this book. <laughs> you imagine what if but what if the what if the woman uh who's pregnant uh is a dentist um well then maybe. and her name is DeSoto okay <laughs> okay then maybe. then I think you'd have to in then that you'd case. have to yeah, yeah. you'd yeah. have to but if you're thinking of like classic books you'd give yeah no though not... I don't know if the baby shower is the ultimate in, in give that's, communications but yeah that's no, the only no. time I know when you would give a picture book to another adult to yeah yeah I understand that I don't know. That's fine. That's the only thing I think of. I mean, I would check. I check this out for my kids, sure. But it along yeah, with I'd a say bunch it's a of good other library things. Library yeah. book. Yeah, but right. I wouldn't spend money on it. Okay. Well, that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> wouldn't? Would you spend money on it? No. no. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Letters. So. Yes. A bit of an update here. Uh huh. Okay. So do you recall? Uh, so the last time we spoke about books, we we spoke about three potential. Caldecott Award winners. Yeah, but the winners haven't been announced. They have not been announced, and when this runs, they still would not have been announced. But, do you recall that one of them was called We Don't Eat Our Classmates? Yeah, I like that one. Do you recall there was a picture in that book of a little girl shaking her fist? Oh, yeah. She's my favorite. Yeah. 
Do you know who that little girl apparently is? You? No. Oh. Gosh, that would be cool. She had glasses and brown <clears throat> hair. <clears throat> Betsy would like to be in a picture book, please. No. That is, uh, so I was informed by a different artist, uh, a Matt Tavares. Uh, so he positively identified that as clearly Ryan's editor, uh, Rotem Moscovich. So the author illustrator's editor. Yes. So is Ryan a, T. Higgins is a is, shaking fist little girl. Yes. And in fact, I had noticed but hadn't really picked up on the fact that there is a cubby in the background because it has all the names of the kids. Uh -huh. And one of them was Rotem. And that in my brain, because I don't put things together very well, I did sort of think, oh, I know someone named Rotem. She's an editor. Didn't occur to me she was the editor of the book or that she was a shaking fist little girl. It does look exactly like her. That's um, awesome. So that is an, a nice little uh, Easter egg that they put in there. Thank you, Matt, for uh, for clarifying that. Okay, and then do you remember the sandwiches that the little dinosaur liked to eat? Those disgusting sandwiches. What was in those disgusting sandwiches? Weren't they tuna sandwiches? And... And cheese. Yeah, like Kraft Singles, right? Yeah. yeah, like American cheese. Okay, so I happened to mention... Don't tell me someone said, like, dude, I've had that my entire life. That's dude, the best sandwich I've... No, that's please, not a Please listen. Oh, gross. The support for this was baffling. I'm so, glad you're, I'm so glad you're on my side with this. Elizabeth wrote and said, I have to say that I only like tuna with a slice of cheddar cheese. Even better, if it's a layer of tuna and cheese on a saltine instead of bread. No. Give it a try. No. No. I will. I like my taste buds. Yeah. White <laughs> fish on a saltine. I can follow you there, possibly with an actual cheese. Um, like, not American cheese, but... She but said this cheddar. Was, yeah, she said cheddar, so that's okay. I don't think I'd have cheddar with tuna, but maybe that works, maybe. But we're talking... We weren't talking about cheddar. We're talking about American... Like that was a craft square, singles. my friend. That yeah. was a craft single yeah. with tuna fish on whole wheat. So no. However, Robin then writes in, and she says, tuna salad on a slice of bread, slice of cheese on top, then toasted to melt the cheese, cut into triangles, and served with tomato soup and Fritos. <laughs> Pretty good on a chilly day when you don't want a cold sandwich for lunch. You know what I like for lunch? Not that. A cold sandwich for lunch, quite frankly. I love a cold sandwich for lunch. I never, you know what never I like? would I would eat like this. a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. You, would you like some tuna in that sandwich? No, I'm good. Oh, really? Because nah. I got a whole can right here. This is, I... It's kind of oily and, well, not oily, but you know how it's got like that liquid that's sort of like congealed at the bottom there? Here, I'll just spoon it onto your grilled cheese sandwich. Surely that will Sorry, the I'm taste. on Whole30, so uh, I can't have bread or that's, cheese. Uh, so. so you can have tuna then. You could have tuna. <laughs> you could have tuna. <sighs> oh, and then mom said what may be the worst uh, thing of all. Uh, she said, tuna and craft singles will be the entree at the awards dinner. Do not tempt fate, mother. I have had many awards dinners, and they are not much above that which you speak of some years. That actually would be about on par with some of those awards dinners. So, no, do not attract the evil eye. I can see some, it wins, let's say it wins like a big award, and then someone's like, you know what would be awesome? If we gave everybody a little juice box. I'm okay with the juice box. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you so far. And then yeah. what, in the, it's the middle of the table... Is just a pile of those sandwiches. 
Except I would just go through every juice box and then just take a syringe of vodka and just give a little squeeze to every single box. Oh, that's just, just nice. That's just nice give of a little, you. Just a little spritzer. You know, that's, just that's a little... good. That's good. You know what you would also be eating? Fried goldfish. See? There you go. It's got a whole menu. Ooh, goldfish. Goldfish could potentially be eaten. Yeah. Or at least something that it's looks... It's a snack. Maybe a koi. Maybe something that looks like... Well, then you can't eat No, no, no it's yeah. like a little bowl of goldfish at each table oh, yeah, yeah. so you can like snack on it. Oh, I get you. I get you. Oh, we got this all planned out. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Good Every to know. book, we can just plan the food that's going to be accompanying it. Exactly. We'll Makes things easier. All right. Grown-up things we like. Yeah. Well, you got a grown-up thing? I do. Do you like it? I do. Okay, good. Because it doesn't count if you don't. It's it's interesting. Okay. Have you heard of the woman named Marie Kondo? Oh, she is most hated by uh, librarians right now. Do you know why? Because her book is running off the shelves? No, no. That makes us like her. No, do you realize well, people are donating their books? No, 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 I no. I have no idea why. Recently, she was in the news because she was interviewed by someone and she said that you should throw out your books. Right. Yes, librarians don't care for that. Yeah, so let me tell you. So she wrote this book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. She sure did. There's a manga version. Too. And it's like a, like a bestseller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Netflix created a series based on her. And so okay. she and her translator go to different people's houses and help them through the different steps of her process. So lesson one is clothing. So you take all the clothes out of your closet, your dresser drawers, your coat closet, all your clothes, and you pile them on your bed so you can physically see the mound of clothes that you have. Mm -hmm. And then you take each one, one by one, and you say, does this give me joy? Right. And if it does, you keep it. And if it doesn't, you say thank you to it, and you put it away, and you donate it right, or whatever right. and then the lesson two is books right which yeah. i mean there's nothing wrong with donating books sure no Th i don't think people would throw away books i think people would donate them to a thrift store a library whatever they're awful heavy so yeah they, they just want to get rid of them right yeah, yeah. Th lesson three is papers mm -hmm. which i <laughs> i mean your filing cabinets your right. just your offices that are just covered in papers right Lesson four is like, they call it kimono, which is miscellaneous stuff. And lesson five is anything sentimental. So you do all the sentimental stuff at the end. Uh -huh. And then it's, it's very, <laughs> it's interesting because I read an article of a woman who went through the entire process and she regretted it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, why did you regret it? Apparently she used to put... She was so used to retail therapy, so she would just, when she was having a bad day, she would go and shop, and that's how she would feel better. So mm -hmm. then she just accumulated all this stuff. Well, then she went through this whole process, learned to, like, what gives her joy, what doesn't. She learned to get rid of things and not attach emotional things to <laughs> stuff. But then her grandma died. Ooh. And so they're going through all of her grandmother's stuff, and she's like, I don't want any of this. And her family's like, how can you be so cold? Mm -hmm. How could you not want your your grandmother's ring or your grandmother's plates or and so it, it it forces you to take time to reflect why you allow yourself like allow so much of your emotional energy to be tied up in stuff which mm -hmm. i think is really interesting it is very interesting and since, since it's you know january and resolutions it's not a bad idea to you know go ahead and maybe let go of things but recognize why you're letting go of things right and not let just retail therapy take up that space anyway i just thought it was really interesting thrift stores are loving this because they are just getting so 
the there's a used bookstore here mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago that I got a month's worth of donations in like three days mm-hmm. because of this show because people are just donating stuff which is I think is good yeah, it's good so we just stopped the donations at my library so really yeah well we actually got something better we have a little bin outside and it, it a company takes our donations for us people put them in the bin they sell them for us online oh nice everybody's happy yeah yeah I'm, I'm happy anyway so I just thought that show was interesting yeah. so tidying okay. up with Marie Kondo is all on right. Netflix alright and uh, and mine's a book oh, okay. uh, but an adult book which is rare and my library, one of my uh, librarians set up these little boxes in every floor saying, recommend uh, a book a, or a TV series or a movie that like came out in 2018. And you have a chance to win a $10 uh, either Target gift card or a Starbucks gift card. Ooh. So you can bet I was like racking my brain. It has to be adult. And of course I buy adult, but I don't read a lot of adult. So I was like, what do I read? That's adult. You know what I read? Cookbooks. I read a lot of cookbooks that are huh. for adults. And there was one in particular that came out in 2018. The only reason I knew about it was because the New York Times put out an article about here are like seven recipes from seven different cookbooks. And we think this is the best one of, of each of this thing. And they had these chocolate chip cookies. You always talk about chocolate chip cookies. Well, because they're important. Because how you do a chocolate chip cookie... Yeah, you talk about the butter. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Now, this was a chocolate chip cookie I'd never seen before. It's more of a shortbread kind of chocolate chip cookie. It's not as sweet. It's kind of crumbly, but it's it's not bad. And then it has, like, this um, specific kind of, like, sugar rim on the outside. Uh So it's kind of peculiar. And I was like, I'm intrigued. I have never tried this kind of cookie. you're recommending the book or the cookie? I am not recommending the cookie. The cookie is fine. It is not spectacular. Ah. Um, but the book I am recommending because there were many other recipes in it that I loved. The book is Dining In, Highly Cookable Recipes. It's by Allison Roman. And the whole premise is it looks very fancy. It looks very elegant. It's got the white cover within the photograph in the center. It looks like, ooh. But no, her whole point is that, um, she likes recipes with ingredients you already would probably have. Not that weird crazy ingredient you have to go to a very specific store for. This is stuff you might actually have, and it doesn't take a million years to make. And they're good recipes. I've made like four or five of them. They're great. Especially the one with the baby octopus. Love the one with the baby octopus. Yeah. Have you ever had baby octopus? No one has baby octopus laying around. I, yeah, no, but they're easy to find the grocery store if you know the grocery store. I was going to say, you're talking about like, oh yeah, all these things that you just have in your kitchen. Like baby octopus. Actually, (laughs) I tried. This book inspired me to try to find it and then I did. So I'm going to have baby octopus from here on in, baby. Because I love it. It's like my favorite thing. That was, no, I'm sad. Yeah. My kids get sad too. I tell them they don't grow any bigger. It's a lie. If an octopus had teeth, oh. would Dr. DeSoto, like, how would he, would he go into the water with, like, a little... They don't have teeth, but they have beaks, right? Yeah. Beaks? Or is that, I'm thinking of, am I thinking of squid? I don't know. No, they got, like, oh, maybe I'm thinking of squid. So does he not work on, like, shark's teeth or piranha teeth? Now there's the sequel we should have had. I mean, having him go in water with, yeah. like, a little, like, scuba outfit. Actually, now I want to see, though, the sea dentist. Like some other book that's just like Dentist of the Sea. Yeah. Yeah. Dentist of the Sea. Maybe it could be like snails or something. Sure. <laughs> we'll write that book. Okay. And in the meantime, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. 
You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8, Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our schmoo is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.